Oh boy. Yeah. I don't know why I bought these, but or I got them for my birthday, and they're probably gonna last a while because I only wear them like once every month. So that's what happens when you get old, and you know how much stuff costs, and you get scared to actually use it. It's like it's ridiculous. I got daycare, and oh, well, good morning, freedom. Who's ready for the move? I was thinking of, uh, when Jevin was talking about that, I was thinking of, uh, uh, what is it, the Father of the Bride movie where he sells the house, and they're all nostalgic, and I picked a leaf from the tree in the backyard, I got one for each of you, and they're all sad, they're moving. I'm not taking anything from here with me except you guys, amen? Amen. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's open up in a word of prayer, if you could join me. Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we just love you, and we are so thankful to gather in your name, Father. God, thankful for that. May that be the theme today, Lord God. May, may we just uh, realize how truly thankful we are that we have the honor of knowing you. And uh, God, I just would ask that you would have your way in the service, and uh, Lord, I just pray that you would speak through me this morning. In the name we pray, amen. Amen. All right. Well, Thanksgiving is approaching, which means Santa isn't far behind. And for those of you who already have your Christmas tree up, I think we're going to have some time at the altar after service. It's between you and God. But um, no, if we could, I'd like to start with kind of an inspirational quote um, about this holiday. And. Uh, it comes from uh, Kevin James. It says, he says, uh, Thanksgiving, man, not a good day for my pants. <laughs> so if you wonder why I tell jokes, it's either laugh or cry, and I try and laugh. So, um, But we know that Thanksgiving Day is more than uh, overeating, and uh, although we probably will all do that... Um, but I wanted to talk a few minutes with you this morning about Thanksgiving and what it, um, what it means. Uh, so I don't know if Princeton's ready. Um, you can go to that first slide after that. So uh, today we're going to find out what we're thankful for, hopefully, by the time we leave today. And uh, if you go one more. Um, so Thanksgiving is the expression of gratitude, especially to God. What's gratitude? Gratitude is a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives, whether tangible or intangible. Now, (coughs) excuse me, Uh, I know that there are a lot of people in this world um, who don't exactly, uh, aren't the best representations of being thankful. I don't know about you guys, but the places I've worked, anytime they try and do something for the employees, no matter what they try to do, you have those people that are going to find something to complain about it, right? It's like, oh, there's free lunch today in the, the kitchen. Go help yourself. We catered Chipotle or something. And it's like, oh, gosh, not Quadoba. Are you serious? Their queso's not the same. It's just, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to do it. I guess I'll make a couple tacos, but... And it's just like, you know, what, how, somebody tries to do something generous, and instead of 
um, gratitude, we have this just this complaining uh, attitude. And, and uh, I know I am not immune to complaining. I mean, who here has not complained about the weather? It's too hot. It's too cold. If you live in Nebraska, too cold in the morning and too hot in the afternoon. But we are really good at complaining. We've perfected it, in fact. Um, now, growing up, I will say that I, I was raised in a house where I feel like my parents did a really good job of showing thankfulness. Every little thing, um, they made sure to thank God, thank others, um, whatever it was in life. They just always seemed to be thankful. And now growing up, you know, I'm trying to, to live out that same attitude in our, uh, my wife and I's life and um, before our kids, and, and it's hard. And one thing I think that maybe growing up I didn't realize is I always saw my parents thankful, and so that kind of gave me the impression that everything was always okay. They were never going through anything. They were never struggling. There was nothing ever wrong in their life because they were always thankful. Why else? Why would they be thankful if something was not going, uh, going the way they, they were wanting it to go? But now with a family of my own, um, I realize that isn't always the case. Just because we're thankful doesn't mean we're always okay or problem-free, or have enough in the bank account, or always healthy, the more and more I realize those things didn't and shouldn't define our attitude of thankfulness. So it begs the question, what are we thankful for? Now, this is something, this is probably one of the first things we teach our children, right? Like Harrison, when somebody gives you something, what do you say? Thank you, right? Now, I remember for the first couple of years, he had like three things he knew we were asking him to say. Please, thank you, or I'm sorry. And so he, he probably didn't know exactly what situation was calling, so it took him a while, right? Okay, which one are they wanting me to say here? Um, you know, but it's one of the first things we teach our children, to be thank, thankful. Um, and uh, I love this time of year. Thanksgiving Day is just a few days away, and uh, it's one of the most celebrated days of the year um, here in the States. And uh, it's a time where friends and family will come together, we'll celebrate, we'll eat a meal together. And most of you at, on Thanksgiving Day will gather around a table, hopefully bigger than this one, um, depending on how many people you invited, but I didn't plan accordingly. So... Uh, but we'll gather around a table, and we'll share in a wonderful meal. And um, some of us may even go around the table and participate in an old tradition and say what we're thankful for. So this morning, we're going to do something a little different, because I'm a different guy. And uh, I hope it goes well, but um, who has an imagination? Okay, good, because you're going to need it. So imagine with me, if you will, uh, this grand banquet table, and uh, 
I've invited some special people um, to be with us this morning, and picture it filled with uh, our guests and food, and, and they're just having a wonderful time. And uh, I'll introduce the guests in a minute. But there's one person who's a little different than everybody else. See, everybody else has a sense of joy about them. They're, they're thankful. Except this guy. See, I, I, I know this guy, Luke, and um, he has this disposition about him. He's, he's normally not in a good mood. He's usually grumbling and always finding something to complain about. I don't know too much about his personal life, so I decided to invite him to this get-together, and uh, hopefully it would uh, kind of lift him up this morning. So let's take a, a closer look. Uh, Luke shows up a little late, and uh, he apologizes. I, I'm sorry I'm late. I, I had a flat on the way. Not too surprised by that. Things just don't seem to go my way. But I never expect them to. It's just my life. Maybe you can relate to Luke this morning. But he, he begins watching all these other guests interact with smiles on their faces. They all seem to not have a care in the world. Luke, on the other hand, is pretty fed up. Why is he the only one who feels this way? Suddenly, he has an idea. He decides if he can find out what this joy is that everyone else seems to have, maybe it would help him. So he says, uh, excuse me, since, since I don't know you all and you don't really know me, maybe we could go around the table and introduce ourselves and, I don't know, maybe say what we're thankful for. That's a great idea, they all shouted. I'll start, one of them said. So Luke, Luke gets, gets, gets excited. He's hoping by their responses, he can try and piece together what it is that makes them so happy. And then maybe he could try and possess that. So the first gentleman speaks up. Greetings. My name is David. Many of you know who I am. If you know me, you know that I've faced some giants in my life, literally and figuratively. And through my ups and downs, God's always been there. You know, being king isn't always easy. It's not always what it's cracked up to be. But he said, God is what I'm most thankful for. In fact, I've written many songs to him trying to convey how thankful I am. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and my light unto my path. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Recount all of his wonders. Glory in his name. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord rejoice. I love expressing thanksgiving towards God. I remember this one time after the ark had returned, we had brought it back. We were so overwhelmed when it arrived. 
All the people of Israel started celebrating before the Lord, singing songs and playing all kinds of musical instruments, harps and tambourines. We need to bring back tambourines, cymbals. I even sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf, and I danced before the Lord with all my might. I learned it didn't matter what others thought. God deserved it. If you go to the next slide. Uh, Sorry, one more. I am thankful for God's undeserving grace in my life. Luke kind of mumbled under his breath. Just what I thought. This guy's a king. Sounds like his life's one big party. I don't even know what he dances like. I know why he's happy. He's probably rich. Never had a hard day in his entire life. Never went through the fire like I have. I bet he wouldn't be dancing if he experienced my kind of difficulty. Just then, the person next to me, to Luke, uh, kind of nudged him and said, Oh, you have no idea. What do you mean, I asked. They said, King David's gone through some stuff. I remember long ago, he had to go through the loss of his son at a young age. And the worst part was it was because of something he himself was responsible for. Luke was kind of surprised, taken back. Oh, that's too bad. I bet he was pretty shook up. What, what did he do? Well, afterwards, he spent some time prayer and fasting, and, and it didn't change anything. His son was still dead. But then something amazing happened. After that moment, David got up from the ground. After he had washed and put on new clothes and cleaned up, he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. What? He worshipped that God after that? It puzzled Luke. Why worship after something bad would happen? But I thought maybe the next person would be more helpful. So next around the table, a gentleman stood up and said, Hello, my name is Job. Not Job. Job. I can... uh, I can recount everything that I had. See, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end of my story. I'll start at the beginning. See, I had a big family. I was wealthy, healthy. My farm was legit. I had camels, sheep, donkeys, ox. I mean, you name it, I had it. Luke thought, oh, great, another rich guy. Swimming in money. Starting to make him angry. Here he was just trying to make ends meet. His family was going through health problems. And the rest of the world's out here living like Warren Buffett. Then Job said, but I can, I can remember this fateful day like it was just yesterday. In like a matter of ten minutes, I found out my oxen and donkeys were stolen. My sheep caught fire and all died. My camels were stolen. My son and my daughters, they were all gathering until the building collapsed on them and they all perished. The only people I had left were the four guys who came and told me that all happened. And a wife who wasn't much help. Luke's jaw just hit the floor. What? How does all of that happen to one person? Then Job continued. I didn't know what else to do. 
So I decided to worship God. But then next, every inch of my body suddenly became covered in painful sores. I was in a dark place. But I learned a valuable lesson that God is God and I am not. That same God that blessed me in the first part of my life blessed me even greater in the later part of my life. Go to the next slide. I am thankful that in the good and in the bad, God is always in control. Their responses surprised me. They had been worse off than I had. Why the joy? Didn't they realize that all of this stuff they went through was bad? He thought, maybe thankfulness isn't just tied to good things. In fact, it seems the opposite. Almost as if their thankfulness was attached to the struggles. But I decided to listen to the next person. Hello, I'm a Samaritan. One of ten, in fact. We were outcasts because we carried the disease of leprosy. I just remember seeing Jesus, and we called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw us, he said, Go and show yourself to the priest. And as we went, we were clean. When I saw I was healed, I had to come back, praising God in a loud voice. I threw myself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. Next slide. I am thankful that in his name there is healing. Luke was amazed at their stories, one after another. Hello, my name is Lazarus. Many of you know what I'm thankful for. I like to pick up my story about four days into it. For that is when my life began again. I had laid dead in a grave for days when suddenly I heard the voice of the, my Lord saying, Lazarus, come out. My life was restored, and yet still bound in my burial linens, I hopped out of the tomb, and they took my bandages off. And I could see before me my good friend Jesus, and my sisters, and all my friends were there. I am thankful for the resurrection power through Jesus. Lazarus' sister was next. My name's Mary. I remember Jesus came to my ho our house. I took out an expensive bottle of perfume and wiped his feet with my hair. I just wanted to be with my Lord. I didn't care what it cost. See, I'm not necessarily thankful of a thing. I'm just simply thankful for Jesus. Next was a young boy. Hello, I was uh, preparing to eat my lunch like most days when these men approached me. And sh long story short, I ended up giving my lunch to Jesus. But nothing could prepare me for what happened next. He used my small lunch to feed thousands of people. And that wasn't, if that wasn't impossible enough, when all had eaten their fill, there was more leftovers than we had to begin with. I am thankful that God always provides, no matter how crazy it may seem. The next was a woman. 
who spoke and said, I had tried everything, every doctor, every option. I have lived with a pain and sickness for 12 years and no one could help. Out of desperation, I reached out to just touch the robe of Jesus. He immediately knew what I had done. I remember I fell before him and he said to me, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. See, what I'm thankful for is that no matter what the word says, nothing is impossible for God. Luke, hearing all of these stories, started to think to himself, you know, I've always seen the bad in my life, all the difficult things, the pain and suffering that I went through, and it made me bitter. It made me resentful. It made me feel like no one cared. It never occurred to me that though I was sick, I soon became well. Although I was broke, I somehow made it. It never occurred to me to give thanks because I was always too focused on what I hadn't received to realize what I had received. There was one more before my turn. Hello, my name is Saul. I mean, Paul, sorry. That always gets me. See, if you don't know, I I used to be Saul. That wasn't until God changed my name. Well, he changed more than just my name. You see, I used to be a lot of things. But mainly, I hated Christians. See, I led persecutions. I wanted to destroy the church. In fact, I can remember I was on my way to do that very thing. When suddenly, a light from heaven flashed around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice. Jesus called to me, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? When I arose, I was blind. I had to be led by hand to Damascus. For days I couldn't see until the Lord sent Ananias to heal me of my my vision. From then on, I served God. I was then persecuted and jailed and Many other things. See, I suffered much for his name. And I wouldn't have traded it for the world. For I am thankful for redemption. And everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Everyone looked at me. It's now what I've feared most. My turn. I didn't have a super life-changing experience like everyone else at the table that I could think of. In fact, compared to some of these guys, I had it pretty easy. Before this moment, I thought my life had no meaning, just filled with suffering and disappointment and lack. But I remembered what I had thought of earlier. Don't focus on what I don't have, but what I do have. So I spoke. Hello, my name is Luke. I guess I'm thankful that I was invited to sit at this table and hear all your stories. See, I don't have the same outlook you all seem to share. But I noticed a common denominator in all of your stories. 
At first I thought you were all filled with joy and thankfulness by your possessions or the ease of your lives. But I quickly realized at the center of all your stories was this Jesus, this God figure. I realized he is the one thing missing from my story. Just then I heard a voice. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Luke gave his life to the Lord at that table, and he was thankful that God had given each one of those people not just a story to tell, but a testimony of what God had done and what God can do. Now, thanks to the grace of God, I have my own testimony that I can tell another who needs to hear this good news. So, the next slide, please. What are you thankful for? I was thinking of of Thanksgiving and putting together this dinner, and it occurred to me, the challenge or opposition to an attitude of Thanksgiving is not knowing you have received anything. I have in my pocket a $5 Hardee's gift card. Does anyone enjoy a cup of Joe or Frappuccino? Sorry, April literally was the only one up, okay? There you go. Ooh, ooh, feedback. You're welcome. Yes, you're welcome. This is awkward. Cam and Jevin, you didn't say thank you? I put a gift card under, taped it under the chair right next to Cam. Right under, yeah, that one. You're welcome. See, we're not all thankful because sometimes we don't realize or we forget what has already been given to us. See, understand that Jev and Cam were going to thank me for something they hadn't received. And f- but that's because they didn't know that they had already received it. That it had been given, or at least it was available for them to take. See, this card is now yours. But it wasn't yours a minute ago. It was mine, and I gave it to you. Right? The key to Thanksgiving is recognizing that what you have is not originally yours. It's not what you had before. In fact, the more impossible it is for you to receive, the more that should cause you to be thankful. If I gave Jaden a dollar and Jeff a million dollars, who's more thankful? Like salvation, for instance. Can you receive salvation on your own? By your own hand? No, it's a gift. And it comes from God. In fact, it's impossible to receive salvation without God. Do you ever just notice how, I mean, just what happened before? It's just, I mean, everything that Jeff said, the worship, it just, God just puts this all together. Thank you. Thank you, God. 
though, who can raise your hand today and say that you have a personal relationship with Jesus? You've confessed him as Lord and Savior, and therefore you have received this gift of salvation. I see a lot of people who possess something that's impossible to receive on their own. That means, like me, you have all received the most precious gift of salvation that came at the highest cost, which alone is enough to be thankful for. If you go to the last slide. No, God is enough to be thankful. If we can remove our, our focus from all of the things that we think we need to be thankful and just remember what we've already been given, what's available to us, what we've received. It's that alone, just as, I mean, all of these people around the table, they were worshipers, and not just because of healing that took place. David, he didn't get what he was seeking in prayer, yet he worshiped. Job worshiped before he was healed. God is enough for our worship. He's enough to be thankful. So I thought, what a better way to end. You can um, come to the keys, if you will. What a better way to end than just collectively giving thanks to God. Whether you feel like you're on top of the mountain or down in the valley, wondering if you'll ever get out, now is the perfect time to give God thanks for what he has done, what he's currently doing, and what he's going to do. Give him thanks for the simple fact that he is God. He is the beginning and the end. He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He created me and you. He gave us a purpose. He sent his only son, Christ, to die for you and me. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. God, thank you, Jesus. We worship and adore you, Lord. Thank you that you, Lord, as we knocked, you answered, that you called us, that you sent somebody to go find us, Lord God, that you brought us all to a knowing relationship with Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. As we just worship, you can be dismissed as you uh, need to, but we're just going to uh, worship in another song this morning and just, and just hopefully leave here just being thankful for God. Amen. Thank you, Luke, for that word. Would you give God praise for his word today? We're just going to do that. We're going to spend time in thanksgiving and worship.